are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock here with you on a Winky Wednesday. Guess what? It's a Winky Wednesday, everybody. Nick Winkler joining me a day early. There's no crossover this Wednesday because there's no game this weekend. We've got an extra week to get ready for Super Bowl 54. Tons of talk about those Chiefs. We'll talk a little bit about the Chiefs with Nick today. I'm sure Nick is excited to talk about what we just saw, though, Sunday with the 49ers dismantling of the Green Bay Packers for the second time winning the NFC Championship. And, of course, we will get into your mailbag questions on today's show. You can find this show on all of your favorite podcast apps, LockedOn49ers.com. You can find me on Twitter at BDPeacock. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink. Let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down! Nick, how are you, sir? It was nice to have you at my house this week as you traveled on your way up to Lake Tahoe. And when you come back down from Lake Tahoe, I'll give you a high five as I head up there for my birthday this weekend. Yeah, that sounds good. The kids really enjoyed playing with uh, with little baby Leo. That was a lot of fun. And uh, seeing your home studio, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, just, you know, got up here at Tahoe. Snowing right now outside. Ridiculous. I'm hiding out in a closet. My kids are watching television. Warm out this morning on the the slopes, the uh, Adventure Mountain. I'm going to give them a little shout out because that place is amazing if you just want to take your kids sledding. But, you know, really what we should be talking about is how bummed mm-hmm. 49er fans should be since they are not getting to go to the Pro Bowl this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, that is that is a rough go, man. 49ers, yeah. zero Pro Bowlers this year yeah. participating. That's brutal. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll just play in two weeks. Um, yeah, no cro- crossover, too. How would that work? <laughs> if they weren't in the Super Bowl, you'd be like, I'm going to have a crossover with every AFC <laughs> podcast today. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's a much different podcast in January when the 49ers are in the Super Bowl than when they are not. We were talking about the, the Senior Bowl last year. By the way, this is how bad the 49ers were before this year. Kyle Shanahan couldn't even win the Senior Bowl. They lost that, too, last year. <laughs> Hey, buddy, how far we've come. I mean, yeah. when we started this podcast, these, these 49ers were oh, garbage. No. They were falling apart. Actually, they it started was... falling apart really bad when we started doing the Gold Faithful podcast. Yeah. And I took this over right almost exactly about the time that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were hired in 2017. So we've come a long way. We've got a winner now to talk about on the podcast, a Super Bowl team. So it's pretty awesome. And I'm sure you had a great time watching that Packers 49ers game in the NFC Championship Sunday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just, you know, the kids, again, I, I scared them off early with my screams when, you know, Mostert would dart into the end zone or, you know, defensive third third down stand. And, I mean, this team is just so much fun to watch. And, and you know, you're getting all these haters, uh, Jimmy G, you know, he, he can't throw and he doesn't, he doesn't need to throw. Why would you need to throw when you could just, you're averaging eight yards a carry? Like, it's just, this team is amazing. Mostert, I've been on that train for so long now. His vision, it's, I've, I've, I've likened it to Le'Veon Bell, and early on, some people were like, what are you talking about? You see it now, don't you all? You all see it. The guy just, he gets behind his boys, he he slows down, he lets the hole open, and then, boom, he accelerates, and he, he that's why he's averaging, what did he average, like 9.6 or something in the championship game? At that's one crazy. point, he was. He ended with 7.6 yards per carry, okay. I think it was, but that was after. That's still almost eight yards a carry. I mean, at the it's end of the nonsense. game, they, it was just, yeah, it, it was crazy. And, hey, Le'Veon Bell wishes 
He averaged <laughs> six yards per carry for his career like Raheem right? Mostert does, right? So, yeah, that's awesome. And I love Kyle Shanahan's answer, too. It's very simple, and a lot of people have talked about, oh, man, should we look into this? Should we look into that? Kyle Shanahan's answer was very simple when he was asked why he ran the ball so much, because it worked, period. Yeah, you, if it. you can't stop it, why would you go do something else? That would just be foolish. Like, you'd be playing into their hand if you started passing the ball. And, I mean, let's just – I mentioned earlier about how far we've come and how we've been through such garbage. I mean, I know we've mentioned it a little bit in the past, but it's worth repeating again. If Jimmy G doesn't hurt his ACL last year, we don't have Nick Bosa, period. That's true. No, so many things have to happen. It's so not many quite things. the San Antonio Spurs getting Tim Duncan, but right. it's the NFL version. It could be. Because the 49ers, obviously, talent-wise, they had the makings of a team that was much better than a four-win yeah. football team that ended up with the number two pick in the draft. So they, they got a little bit lucky, as well as being mm-hmm. very good. And we've talked about the ups and downs with the draft, which happens to every team. You're never 100% in the draft, but they've hit late picks when they miss their early picks. They've gotten a pretty good return for most of their draft picks, and they've hit on some really key veterans to add to the situation. They were really missing outside wide receiving weapons and edge rushers, and they attacked that position hard and kept attacking it even to the trade deadline this year and picking up Emmanuel Sanders was the final piece with the development of Debo Samuel, and now those positions are, are strengths too. Did Emmanuel Sanders get a target in that game? I know he had zero he catches. Did. I don't remember a target either. I yeah. don't even think a ball was thrown his way. Like, no. and, and you know he's he's not upset about it. Too. Oh, not he's at all. And George Kittle, player. George Kittle got one, and that was yeah. in the fourth quarter. And it was a big one, though, right? It was like, oh, first down. Well, let's burn off some clock. Well, nobody got a target between two minutes yeah. left in the first half and so eight crazy. minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I love it. Uh, I, I just I hope they do it again. That was so much fun to watch. You just don't see it. That's no, you don't. That's, it's, it's old school football. It's disrespectful. Yeah, I was I was hanging you know, out with a, a, a buddy who doesn't watch a whole lot of football, but he watches college football, and he's like, "Oh man, they're they're looking like army right now." Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. He's like, "What if they thrown three passes?" So real quick, I'll put this to you because all of the narratives around Jimmy Garoppolo is like, "No, he's fine, he's good, and everything." But I was asked, "Do you think there's a chance that he's a little bit rusty because he's literally thrown less than thirty game passes since week seventeen? That's a it's month. A That's four question. weeks worth of." of not throwing too much. He's had, you know, he's practiced and they're practicing like normal. Kyle Shanahan said they're going to go through their normal practice week this week. And then they'll have all the media responsibilities next week when they get to Miami and do some practices there, but they're treating this like a game week. And I'm sure Garoppolo has plenty of reps in practice as the number one quarterback, but game reps wise, he's only attempted what 29 passes or whatever it is over the course of no 27 passes over the course of four weeks. Hey, you know, it is a concern for sure, um, but you know Kyle's going to get him ready. And it's funny because, like, as you were talking there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you say, oh, yeah, normal practice this week. And then you said media circus or whatever next week. And I just got so excited because I know that the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, but it, it just keeps hitting me again and again and again. And every time it does, it's just like, oh, it's been so long and it's so exciting and they've been so bad and I've had to defend them so many times to so many people. And now it's like, what now? What? Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> I understand why the NFL does it, and it'll be nice for the 49ers to be nice and healthy for that game, and, and both teams really mm-hmm. just want to see the best football game you can. Oh, but so I would, long, though. I hate the extra week. Oh, it drives it's me crazy. so long. The other thing Especially is, when the Niners are healthy right now. Yeah. It's like, no, let's go right now. The Super Bowl used to be my birthday, too, occasionally, like uh, oh. back in the 90s, and then they, they so added that, that extra week, and now the Super Bowl's never on my birthday. Anymore. You're that late January birthday? Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it's actually pretty good because Coleman may have time to come back. Did we heard any news on that? I, I'm up in the mountains. I'm not I'm not checking in. You know, the MRI should have come down and I have not seen results from the okay. MRI. It, it's dislocated shoulder. That's definitely what it is. They don't know if it's going to be longer, but he thinks a week will be enough to have him ready. And Kyle Shanahan thought he would be ready for the Super Bowl and be able to play, but he didn't sound super confident in that. And an MRI could uh, could really change things if there's more damage than they expect when they see that let's take a look here uh, uh still awaiting I'm looking, MRI I don't results. See anything, yeah. yeah so i don't think we have any solid information on that quite yet but i'm sure we'll find out soon but it sounds like he'll be able to go but even if he didn't hurt his shoulder and we saw what we saw with right. Raheem mostert he's got to get the most touches right yeah yeah i mean why take him off the field unless he's just tired you know but he didn't look like the kind of guy that would get tired and there's some nice situations motor just keeps going right and there's some situations for coleman maybe you know you can put him in there for some goal line situations or when you have a lead and you want to make sure you have the guy in there that that you're the most confident won't fumble the ball i think tevin coleman might be that guy so there are there are some situations for coleman to get the ball and matt breedy to get the ball but it is the raheem mostert show it should be the raheem mostert show on super bowl sunday yeah, he's definitely earned it. He's definitely the most explosive back, and he just—I mean, he looked like the best player on the field on Sunday. Let's get in this. He mail was bag, the best player on the yeah. field. I mean, he was. He was amazing, and he had a lot of help too. That's sure the well-orchestrated offense and defensive schemes right now. We're seeing the fruits of three years of implementing these schemes. They're playing really fine-tuned football right now. That's the best thing I can say about the 49ers Is it's nuanced. It's every footstep. Yep. It's footwork. It's angles. It's they're playing at a high high level on both sides of the ball baby let's get into this mailbag let's do it guys remember the days when you were always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's like blue the color blue and chew because you can chew it blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. That makes a lot more sense to me. For instance, most guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can even help your follow-through for round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made right in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On. To try it free, Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. For Brian Peacock, too, I might add. You can go to calm.com slash locked on to get 40% off Calm Premium Membership. LeBron James says getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves like rain and leaves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. 
For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. I want to make sure I get to this question, and I know how we can get long-winded, and if I, if I put it down the list a little bit, we'll miss it. So I want to start with... That doesn't sound like us. Yeah, I want to start with Ryan's question on Twitter. He said, if aliens descended from the skies and threatened to blow up the planet, and they forced you to pick one current 49er and one former 49er in their prime to win an arm wrestling match against their champion for the fate of the planet, who are you picking? So we're talking about the alien arm wrestling champion against one Current and one former 49er arm wrestling. Okay, I got mine. You got yours? Yeah, I don't think there's anything Nick Bosa can't do, so I'm going to take him as my current, and former's got to be Justin Smith. Yeah, okay, Th- those guys were on my list for sure. Nick Bosa, I think just the way he's built, look at those dudes. Yeah. that dude's arms. Um, right. I think maybe you might want to look to the interior of the offense or defensive line if you're looking for another candidate, but Nick mm-hmm. Bosa would probably be my choice for the current team. Former 49ers, there's a few names. Justin Smith absolutely is a one seed. If we made a, a an all-time 49ers NCAA-style bracket of the four one seeds, these would be my one seeds. Justin Smith would definitely be one. Uh-huh. Larry Allen would have to be one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. How about this? Isaac Sopwaga, who I think he put up like 40-something reps, bench yeah. press reps at the combine, a defensive, you know, a nose tackle. He's built for power. So I met him right once type. at a club oh, really? in Monterey. How he was thick just like, was he? Just this huge, oh, he's huge. He's yeah. like two human beings standing next to each other. <laughs> and the dark horse in the whole thing that I'm, I'm sure most people wouldn't think of, except for when it comes to arm wrestling, I think he actually had a post-NFL arm wrestling career, and that's former defensive end John Engelberger. Oh, okay. Right? I can Didn't see that. did he actually literally go like over the top style and go to <laughs> turn the hat backwards? Yeah. It's like it turns on the mechanism. And he was a strong dude. <laughs> Not as big you know, as those other guys, but he he might he might bring enough technique to win. There you go. I I'm not, I can't leave Patrick Willis off my list either because that guy had some guns. Oh, absolutely. He's so strong, and it, I I just would be scared to compete against <laughs> him anything. in anything. Yeah. Like I said, with I trust Bosa to do anything. I, I pretty much trust Willis as well. Except when you when you meet him, and he's such a nice guy too. I just Patrick I think Willis. that that's it though. That's how he gets you. He lures you oh. like, oh, this is gonna be a friendly match. We're gonna just we're gonna arm wrestle real sweet, and then all of a sudden it just turns it on. Like like you said, over the top. He just turns the hat around. It's like, oh, now he's a machine. Watch out. <laughs> so those are, that's a good group of guys. Yeah, I mean, just, is, Justin Smith. You're right. That's the first name that popped in my head. Is like, okay, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah. If I had to take one guy, that would, he would be number one. Let's see what else we got here. How about from. There was a Jimmy Garoppolo question I think we should answer here. Okay. Just to make sure we cover all of the Jimmy G stuff. Uh, This is Brad on Twitter. He says, hi, Brian, I have a question. How do I watch sports media coverage for the next 13 days and get away from hearing about how Jimmy G doesn't throw for 300 yards per game? Therefore, he's not an effective quarterback, even though he's 20 and 15 as a starting quarterback and in the effing Super Bowl. 20 and 15 doesn't sound right. Or 20 and 5. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 20 and 5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 yeah. is definitely not right. <laughs> it's like those, those are Dilfer numbers right there. Um, 
No, I, I get it. Like, you just got to ignore it. You just got to know that these guys are just talking heads that a lot of them maybe watched one or two Niner games this year, and they were the primetime games, and they're just – they're reading stats, and that's all they're doing. And you just got to remember that they, they don't know your boys. They don't know your boys well enough, and yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't win anybody a fantasy football championship. And sure. if you are a national media guy, you don't have time to cover every sport and watch every game, and you don't know – the 49ers offense well enough and you don't know that he's so good on third downs and you don't know that he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league in time to throw but yeah and it's not just dink and dunk offense he's also top five in the league in yards per attempt Mm -hmm. so he's getting the ball out as quick as anybody and he's still gaining as many yards per attempt as anybody that's a rare combination and he's so good in crunch time he's cool as a cucumber good in the fourth quarter 49ers are great on third downs. Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback. They use him as much as they need to. And when you can run the ball 47 times, you don't need to use your quarterback. You shouldn't need to use any quarterback, no matter who you have back there, including Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you're right. If uh, if Andy Reid had the kind of you know run blocking that the 49ers have right now, he wouldn't be throwing it as much. Nobody would. No smart coach in the NFL mm. would want his guy to get out there and chuck it 30 or 40 times when they could run the ball 30 or 40 times and win a football game. And there are two smart coaches in this game. That's another there sneaky are. good matchup. Two weeks for yeah. both Reed and Shanahan to scheme up some things. And look, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't even be playing this good if he had a different coach. I think right. Shanahan helps Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers, those yards per attempt. There's a lot of really good throws and, and run-after-catch opportunities for receivers. And you've got... Debo Samuel, and you've got George Kittle, who are really good at getting yards after the catch. And where would Patrick Mahomes be? What if what if the Browns drafted Mahomes? Sure. Or what if yeah. the Browns traded for, which they tried to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Where would those quarterbacks' careers be right now? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the, the scheme for Garoppolo and a lot of the motion, too. I mean, you know that that's how he reads the defense. You know, you move a guy around, all of a sudden you see what the defense does. Like, okay, I know what they're running. Jimmy James, he seems like the kind of guy, too, that's, that's a book. You know that he's in there and he's just studying. He's right next to Kyle and they're talking and they're watching video. And then, yeah, I just it, it's it's a perfect fit. It is. And look what's happened this year. And Jimmy's made a few mistakes. Sure. But but all quarterbacks make mistakes. And it's how you respond to those mistakes. And I haven't seen any sort of negative after something like that. You know, like you don't see Lamar Jackson's the perfect example. When they were losing that football game early on, he was mad. He was like, oh, throwing a fit and like stomping around. I'm just like, dude, calm down. Like you're still in this football game. <laughs> oh, dude, what are yeah. you doing? You've never seen Jimmy. You'll never see Jimmy do anything like that. You just won't. Absolutely. I agree 100% there. Uh, Wayne wants to know how it feels for us to be right about Mostert. He says, you said ages ago he was the best running back. Also, thank you for the podcast before we were the best team in the NFL, you are our main source for 49ers news info for a few seasons now. Hashtag UK faithful. So, nice. Wayne, thank you very much. Shout out to my UK listeners. Had a, a you uh, had a London question yesterday on the pod. So, yeah. Do you want to toot your own horn, Nick? About the uh, Mostert bandwagon? I earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know me. I Even before the season, I was like, don't forget about Mostert. You know, like this is a guy who showed flashes of brilliance. Like, I saw it. You could see it. Anybody that watches the football game last year, at the end of the year, you saw most of it. You saw the explosive ability. You saw how fast he was. And, and it just, you know, it was just a matter of time before he got his chance. And uh, and he got it. Breida got a little bit hurt. Coleman got a little banged up. And it was like, here we go. It's the Mostert show. Joe wants to know if we've ever heard anyone refer to Mostert as 
Wave Runner. Seems like a spot on nickname given his TD celebration. I like that. That's pretty good. That's not what bad. about <laughs> this one just came to me. What about Colonel Mostert? <laughs> that's that's uh, Chris Berman. Chris Berman oh, calls really? him Colonel Mostert. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he does. No, <laughs> I love brother. it so much. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's fantastic. Colonel Mostert's really good. I, I like Wave Runner, though. That's a good one. Uh, Wave Runner's great. Yeah. I hope it catches on. Let's tweet it out. Hashtag. Cronzy says, who's the most underrated player on D this season? He gives a nod to K1 Williams, which is a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think Tart. I think we saw how important he was when right. he was out of the lineup and realized, oh, my gosh, he does a lot of things, and, and he's a pretty unique player with his ability to fill against the run and with his size and also athleticism, can play deep safety at the same time. That's I think good. Jimmy Ward, I think so many people yeah, wrote him. Go. Yeah, so many people wrote him off, and, and yeah. I understand why. And now we're seeing a guy who's actually gotten to sit at, and play one position for multiple seasons in a row and be healthy, and we're seeing how That's good and key. how talented he is. That's the key. He's healthy. Like, we've never doubted his ability. We've always been like, yeah, Ward could be the answer. Ward could be the guy. He just needs to stay healthy. And he has. And look at how great he's played. He's a Pro Bowl alternate. How about this? You can only bring back one free agent, Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward, or Emmanuel Sanders. You only get one. Armstead. Ooh. I would, I think I might go Ward. Armstead's such a beast. Uh, he's Armstead's a monster, but the 49ers have some yeah. monsters. I'd be worried about that back end. And, and Ward's, I want all three. I, I think the 49ers are going to try do what they can to bring all three back. Armstead's going to Armstead's going to cost the most. Yeah. Um. And wide receivers are pretty expensive too. Even it's probably going to be a short term deal for Emmanuel Sanders, but that's a pricey number. Sure. Safeties cost less, and uh, he's he's solidified the back end. I'd be afraid that either Armstead or Ward start getting hurt again all of a sudden, you know, after you pay them. Sure. You know, no fault of their own. It's just that's what their career has been up to this point. Maybe You're you, right. Maybe you wash your hands of it and walk away and think, man, okay, we finally got that healthy year. Let's not expect the healthy year, though. And then he gets five healthy years in a yeah. row. <laughs> yeah, and then they're never. Like, remember Frank Gore? Frank Gore had, what, two ACLs yeah. in college. He was hurt early in his NFL yeah. career, too. And then became the Iron Man. It's insane. Still going. I hope he comes back next year. All right, more mailbag coming up. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League Spring Training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. And I can attest to it, going to spring training is awesome for any baseball fan. It's just a fun vacation, fun place to get away, great food. You'll rub elbows with baseball people and broadcasters, and it's just a really cool time. Ten stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, 75-degree temperatures, all 10 stadiums in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. Meet the players, get autographs before games, check out the upcoming prospects. One of my favorite things to do, go prospecting, find out who the next Major League stars are going to be. Amazing restaurants, tons of bars, craft breweries, of course, tons of outdoor adventures and hiking, biking, And you can even check off some must-see destinations from your bucket list, like the Grand Canyon. Bringing the kids along to spring training? Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages. Horseback rides to games, activities, wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. 
Let's go to Mark the Sly Giraffe on Twitter. Mark. Different Mark. Different Mark. Oh, okay. How has Patrick Mahomes fared when facing a dominant pass rush since being in the league? Is he fairly immune due to his Rodgers and Wilson-like ability to improvise? Patrick Mahomes has a rare ability to have such a high ceiling, and his great is insane in what he can do, but he's not making mistakes either. Like the yeah. pass rushes aren't giving him very many problems. He has only thrown five interceptions this year to 20, 26, 28 touchdowns, 4,000 passing yards. He missed a few games to injury as well. So efficiency on top of making big plays, I think it is very reminiscent of prime Rodgers. And Rodgers mm-hmm. was a lot more athletic. It's hard to remember those days because he's not quite escaping the pocket like he once did. I think Russell Wilson is also a pretty good comp for where Patrick, um, Patrick Mahomes is right now. Being able to escape, he can make some plays with his legs if he needs to, but he buys that extra time. He's got so much speed, you got to cover guys for six seconds, and Tyree Kill is just too fast to cover for that long. So pass rush is key in getting after him. I haven't done enough work yet. I want to go back and watch some games that the the Chiefs lost and and see how he was beaten and see how, and I'm going to start with last year's AFC Championship game and how the New England Patriots beat the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to start there and then look at some other games this year because I I kind of have the same question and I don't know if there's a good answer for it other than he's really good and it's going to be hard to slow him down. Yeah, he he's a lot like Jimmy G and you know along those lines of even when they're down a bunch and he's making mistakes, he he just he has such confidence in his ability and his teammates and everything that he never gets flapped. You know, he never gets faced. He looks like that guy that's as cool as a cucumber all the time. And he terrifies me. You know, <laughs> of course he does. He's going to keep me up for the next two weeks here. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, I'm going to do a little more research too. We'll talk a little bit more about the Chiefs next week. And uh, yeah. just know that I think he, as, if you smack a quarterback in the mouth, which this defense can do, championship defense, uh, I, I think that's number one. That's step one. Yeah, and it's an it's a cumulative effect, right? Unflappable. Yeah. I like I like that you, you can't flap him. That was a, that was a good one. By yeah, him. don't flap him. Don't yeah, try to. Don't, don't it's try not to gonna flap happen. this dude. Yeah, you can't seal him. You can't flap him. It's a cumulative effect, though. So basically, you I, I, for some reason I'm having trouble saying cumulative. A cumulative That's a good word. effect. The pass rush is a half step closer to him than other teams. And the 49ers are that good. The the linebackers are a half step quicker than some of the teams he's faced on that second level. Yeah. The 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 secondary is just a half step better. They're a half step closer in coverage. They're a little bit more sound in where they need to be in coverage. Those things combined slow him down a little bit. And the number one thing that will slow Patrick Mahomes down is if he's not even on the stinking field, and that goes to the 49ers offense controlling the game and keeping him off the field. The last Yeah, put the pressure on them to have to score every time. Right, yeah. And we've seen the 49ers, or we saw the the Chiefs the last two weeks, get in a hole. Multiple score holes. But those teams couldn't finish him off, and they kept getting the ball back. And Bill O'Brien should be fired for his fake punt attempt and giving them the ball back with that big lead in their own territory. I mean, that was unforgivable. That was horrible. And here's the other thing is the Chiefs were at home both those times. We're going to be in Miami with like corporate seats and like whoever's in the stands. I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of 49ers fans. (laughs) 49ers fans travel well, and I know there's some people throwing down cash for Super Bowl tickets. So I would be willing to bet there's more 49ers jerseys than Kansas City Chiefs jerseys in the stands. Regardless, there's going to be a lot of red. 
So well, yeah, it'll look the same anyway, right? <laughs> Just a sea of red out there. But I, yeah, I think there's. I think the Niners will be louder. I mean, the faithful have shown it all year. The 49ers can finish off well. the Chiefs like the Titans and especially the Texans could not. So right. I think that's one of the keys. Being able to run the ball and and play keep away will be huge too. And just and just keeping those drives alive. So those Jimmy Garoppolo third downs and. If the mm-hmm. Chiefs try to really overdo it and and try as hard as they can to stop the run, I mean, how much is that going to open up the play-action passing game, too, for Garoppolo yeah. and Kyle Shanahan? So there's really no good answer for how the Chiefs face the 49ers either. A lot of people are freaking out about how do you defend Mahomes? Well, how do you defend the 49ers right now? Right. You can't. They, they've shown it. 15 wins so far this season. On that same note with that Chiefs passing game, Brian wants to know, uh, the Chiefs have a ton of speed outside. How does the Niner D counteract with their zone scheme, especially since their corners can't match that speed? See, it's tough because you don't want to put... Nobody can match that speed. Yeah, nobody can match the speed. Just be on top of it. Stay on top and and get after the quarterback. Don't let him have six seconds. Let him have three seconds and then three and Mm -hmm. a half, maybe four seconds, but not that six seconds where he just sits there forever and ever and ever and ever. And then finally he finds a guy. And here's the one thing is you have to cover more grass against Mahomes, So, cause he can, he can hit anybody at any level of the field. So if he does get all that time, he can still find anybody and he can beat the 49ers. Cause eventually someone will shake loose somewhere on the field, but you're right with that speed. It's a little bit tougher to play man, but Mahomes is really good against zone, so I think the 49ers are going to play a lot more man than they have, and they're going to probably change it up a little bit to keep them guessing as well. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see it's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, Dre Greenlaw and, and you know, Quan Alexander and, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, guys in the middle of the field they are going to need to contain that sort of thing, contain Mahomes, because he showed at the end of that game that if, if you're going to take away the deep pass, he's just going to run it for six yards, seven yards, eight yards, you know, over and over and over again. And, and I've, I don't it, it worries me, obviously. I mentioned it earlier, <laughs> that speed and Mahomes' arm and his his maneuverability and everything like that. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. You just got to you gotta try to shorten it. If you need to bring an extra guy, you bring an extra guy, and you just you, you keep the top covered and, and hope that your little Tyreek Hill can't squirt by you. Let's go to Rumbling Stumbling 49. He says, what do you foresee being the most overhyped storyline of the two weeks leading up to the actual Super Bowl? I'm going to predict Jimmy G's knee injury and facing his demons playing Kansas City. That's a pretty good one. I'm sure they're talking a lot about that. uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, week three of 2018, tearing his ACL. And by the way, you can't really go back to that game and take anything from it because this is a much different 49ers team. Their wide receivers, their pass rush that they didn't have against him. So uh, you can't really take a lot from that 2018 matchup. Um I will. I'll put it to you this way: What's your favorite storyline of the game? Is it the Steve Bono Bowl? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Would it be the Joe Montana Bowl yeah. too? Oh, Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. Is Alex Smith going to be in attendance? <laughs> I, I'm Is sure he's going to show up. Yeah, I'd like to see Alex Smith. See how that leg's doing. If there's going to be an over story, it's going to be Andy Reid. I, I really think we're just going to hear Andy Reid this, Andy Reid that. Playoff woes, you've got to get over the hump, this and that. It's huge for both coaches because Shanahan yeah. has the 28-3 sure. loss. And yeah, that's, that's a good call. So, yeah, it's it's which which coach can overcome that Super Bowl, um, that, you know, the Super Bowl, not being able to win the big game, basically, not being able to win that Super Bowl. And both coaches have that hanging over their head. I think Reed more so just because he's been around longer. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I, – I, yeah. I'm going to try to avoid – all of it, if I can, you know, I, I, I do love 
you know, this and that, but it just goes back to one of the first questions we had in this podcast. And that's, you know, how do we get over these, you know, talking heads in the national media, not really knowing what they're talking about. And I think we're going to get a lot of that, you know, during, oh, during this. It's lead so, up to I, it. I hate it. Like yeah. what was the, the, the lady that showed up in a, in a wedding dress trying to ask questions yeah. of Tom Brady. I miss me with it's all that ridiculous, stupid crap. Every, Shock jock radio guy thinks they're super hilarious for their morning show and does something dumb and has somebody show up and ask stupid questions. I don't want any no. part of any of that. It's it's. But stupid. if there's one person I want to hear talk, it's George Kittle. Yeah, I want to see somebody just dismantle. Like I kind of like I I'd appreciate having somebody that was the Marshawn Lynch on this team. That would just <laughs> and maybe it's maybe it's Richard Sherman and his companion. Yeah, there you go. Like I could see him getting sort of tired of it at some point and, and just ripping people that come up with stupid questions and stuff. I could see him ripping for sure, but I know that he loves the spotlight and That's he true. loves proven doubters wrong and he has proven doubters wrong, so he's got every right right now to talk as much trash as he wants. If I was an operative for the 49ers, I'd be following around someone like Tyreek Hill to try to mm-hmm. get him to say something about how he's going to roast Richard Sherman. Get that bulletin board material. Ooh, yeah, I like that. And I think the national media is all going to pick Kansas City, so I think that'll help the 49ers for sure. Agreed, 100%. Yeah, when they came out as two-point favorites at first, I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think that's <laughs> that's just a nice little benefit. I think that's good for the 49ers right now. Couldn't agree more. It's a great locker room, and this is the kind of stuff that's going to get them motivated. Absolutely. All right, we're out of time here, Nick. Thanks for joining good me, stuff. even though you're on vacation. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going to go back and build a snowman. Yeah, do that. Awesome. I want to see photos of that. I will. Maybe I'll post them on Twitter. Say hi to the fam, and I'll talk to you next week. We'll get a lot deeper into this Kansas City Chiefs matchup. Super Bowl week. Talk to you then right here, Locked on 49ers. See ya.